Listening to the Bellator Christie podcast, brought to you by BellatorChristie.com. Now join your host, Brian Chilton, as we enter the arena of ideas. Taking up the sword of Christian theology and the shield of classic apologetics, this is the Bellator Christie podcast where we take Christian truth into the arena of ideas. <clears throat> this is your host, Brian Chilton, and we do welcome you to the podcast today. We want to remind you that the Bellator Christie podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com. We do encourage you to go to the website at bellatorchristie.com uh, and subscribe. There you'll find... Uh, several articles at the website and by subscribing uh, that is by entering in your email address by the subscribe uh, section that should be available towards the top of the website uh, there you will receive all the articles and podcasts as they become available uh, in your inbox. And the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free. We do ask that you uh, share any of the articles or podcasts that you that you find helpful uh, by sharing it on your social media and letting other people know about this podcast and uh, about the website as well. Uh, the Bellator Christie podcast can be found on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and for the first time ever on Stitcher. So we do encourage you to go and uh, take advantage of those podcatchers. There you can subscribe to the show and you'll receive all the podcasts as they become available as well. Uh, This is going to be a very short show. Uh, This is a very busy week for me. Uh, Today I had uh, visitation, so I'm running a little bit behind, actually a lot behind today, but but I had a wonderful day of visitation, uh, visiting some wonderful folks at Huntsville Baptist Church in in, uh, North Carolina, and so uh, very blessed to uh, have have had a wonderful day uh, and uh, visiting some great saints of God today. Um, But I want to say... As a note, I've been talking with some individuals and I've been finding that there are many people who have apologetic questions. And um, I want to ask that that if you're listening to this podcast or you're reading the website, let people know, let skeptics know about this website. Okay? Let them know this is the reason why we're here. This is the reason why the website is here. This is the reason why the podcast exists, to to equip believers and to 
and to and to defend the truth so that unbelievers might be compelled by the arguments and uh, seek after Christ. Uh, as, as Rob Lundberg has stated, I, I like how he puts this, apologetics clears the bush. Uh, clears the bushes on the road leading to salvation. It's the Holy Spirit that saves. It's the Holy Spirit com- who compels, who persuades, who leads people to salvation. Uh, but this is a means of clearing the hedge, clearing the bushes, uh, so that people can see the truth more clearly. So let people know about this website. This is the reason why we're here, okay? And and I want people to ask questions. If I don't know the answer. I'm going to consult my resources. I have some wonderful friends in the world of apologetics and theology. If I don't know the answer, I'll seek it out until I find it, okay? So don't be afraid to ask questions. On the website, there is a submit a question page. I do ask that you go take advantage of that. Uh, submit your question and I will try to get uh, try to answer that question as soon as possible. But let people know about this, okay? Uh, <clears throat> like I said, a very short show today. Uh, it may be ten, maybe maybe fifteen minutes, maybe even ten minutes. Uh, but I also want to let you know about tomorrow <coughs> on uh, <clears throat> excuse me on March seventh, Tuesday, March seventh. I don't know if there will be an article available on the uh, website tomorrow. I have the distinct privilege and honor of going to a leadership conference at Calvary Baptist Church uh, tomorrow. This is uh, sponsored by Lifeway and Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, it is completely sold out. Okay, and so I'll be going with a uh, some some folks from a neighboring church near ours, and uh, we're going to go to this conference and looking forward to it. Tom Rayner is going to be the uh, keynote speaker at this conference, and there'll be many other people there as well. And so I'm um, looking forward to this conference, looking forward to learning more about uh, leadership and how to leading, lead change in a church. So looking forward to this. Uh, but today I want to comment very, very briefly on um, an article that I that I read by Dr. Tom Rayner today, and uh, I think it's a good article. I think it's a very good article. Uh, he's talking about, and he's bringing up, bringing to the to mind <coughs> the uh, a common thing that's taking place in today's churches. Many pastors are being fired from their churches because of things that they post on social media. Now, a lot of what he's talking about here is sarcastic comments that are made, uh, and and that doesn't bother me so much because uh, if, if a pastor is posting crude, offensive messages, if he is posting, obviously, uh, what could be deemed as pornographic in nature, uh, things of this nature, then obviously, yeah, he needs to be fired from his position, okay? And he needs counseling, seeing what's going on there. Um, but, um, but, but he goes on to say, and I just want to comment about this and offer some uh, my two cents for whatever, it's re- for whatever reason. He says, there are five reasons why people are, are our pastors are being fired by church members. And he says it typically falls into one or more of these five categories. Number one, and you can go by and check this out at Tom Rainer. that's T-H-O-M, TomRainer.com. Number one, he says generally combative and sarcastic comments. Now, I think 
that has to be defined. What do you mean by combative? And what do you mean by sarcastic? I mean, do you mean just being sarcastic by making jokes? Is this the reason why pastors are being fired? And by the way, I'm not saying anything about what Tom Rainer is saying in this article. I'm just addressing the problem we're having in the churches here. Okay, Generally combative and sarcastic comments. Um, someone who's always in debate on social media. They always want to prove their points, and they'll take you on personally if you disagree with them. Uh, there are now a number of former pastors in this category, he says. But what are those issues about? Now, I think there's a problem here if we're talking about theology, especially if a pastor is defending theology, then we have a problem in the church. If we have become so sensitive that we are not willing to listen to the truth, then the church is in major trouble. I'm telling you folks, if that if that's the reason why pastors are losing their jobs, then we have bigger problems than than what we even thought. Number two, political comments. If you make a political comment in today's incendiary environment, you will offend someone. The persons you offend may be just the ones who push you out of the church. Here again, I think we have a problem. Pastors should be able to make political comments. They're not representing the church. They're not representing the church on their social media page. If they're saying it on the church page, then yes, you have a problem. But if they're saying it on their own personal page, then there's a problem with that. Taking on church members. Uh, here I can see the point. Now, you don't want to call out church members on a social media. I would never call out church members on this podcast. I would never call out church members on an issue, and I think that is misusing one's platform. And for that, I can say, yes, I see the reason why someone uh, would lose their position. If, uh, if, they're, if they're publicly airing private matters, then there's a problem. If the pastor just simply, as Tom Rainer says, acting like a jerk, then yeah, there's a big issue there, and I could see that. Criticizing other people. Uh, he says, I have a friend who served as pastor of four churches. He loved criticizing well-known pastors, celebrities, Christian leaders, and others on social media. He was fired from his last church without a stated cause. I believe I know why. And he has gone through three years without finding another place in ministry. Folks, let me tell you something now. Seriously, there are some false shepherds out there, and it is our job as pastors to call out those in a loving fashion, call out those who are misrepresenting the truth. And we don't necessarily have to call them out by name, but we can preach on... That is our duty as shepherds of the truth, to, call, to, to state the truth. And, but to do so in a winsome fashion, so as to not offend personally, but allow the truth to be known. And so I, I, uh, I mean, and, and here again, not knowing the details, not knowing the situation, uh, you know, um, I'm, um, you know, uh, kind of at a, at a loss, at, at a disadvantage here. Unsavory comments, a pastor or church staff member making lewd or suggestive comments on social media gains nothing, even if it's a quote from a movie or someone else, uh, the consequences are always negative. And I agree wholeheartedly here with that. I mean, I, I have 
you know, folks, we're Christians, and if we're going to be, if we're going to tell people that we're Christians, that we love Jesus, that we love the Lord, that we love serving the Lord, then we need to make sure that our lifestyle, that our actions, that our comments, and even our posts on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever, represents a, a, a good bearing on our testimony, on our on our relationship with the Lord. So, and here again, I'm not criticizing Tom Rainer. Tom Rainer is just presenting these points. I, I'm just, the problem I have is, is when it comes to the issue of a, a political opinion. Everyone has a right to express their political opinion, even pastors. Now again, if this is on their private Facebook page, then I don't think that there is a call to fire a pastor for his political um, uh, affiliation or his comments unless it's against, obviously, unless it's against Christian virtues and Christian principles. If that's the case, then then we have a whole other story. There again, I'm not exactly sure what's meant by that. If it's if it's something that goes against a core fundamental truth of Christianity, then yeah, there's there's a problem there. But but I do think. I think what Tom Rainer is showing is that we have to be careful what we post on social media. A lot of people think that they post something that, and that only a handful of people see it. Folks, the, the reality is is that the world can see it. It will last on there a long time. And so, uh, by and large, I agree with what he says on on the uh, on this article. I, I think I, I think he nailed it. But, but I am concerned, because he's only presenting data, I am concerned, however, that, uh, that the church is becoming so politically correct-minded that we are losing our prophetic voice. And this isn't anything about what Tom Rayner said. He's just presenting data. I'm, I'm taking this a step farther, a step further, excuse me, and, and saying that if we as a church become so politically correct, so PC, then we are going to lose our prophetic voice. So I want to pro- provide you five points real quickly, and I'm running out of time because, like I said, I've, I've <laughs> I'm recording this on the fly. I've, as soon as I record this and save this, get this thing ready to go, I've got to head back out the door because I have another place to be. So I want to offer very quickly five points that I think can help us to be a prophetic voice without being uh, unnecessarily offensive. Number one, choose your battles wisely. Choose upon which hills you're willing to die. For me, I look at this as see, seeing this as primary doctrines. We're talking about this uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, we've been going through a series. I've been airing this on Wednesdays. Uh, Wednesdays here on the podcast, uh, Mere Christianity is what we've called this. But primary doctrines, those are the things that are of core fundamental value that we cannot compromise these are things on which we cannot compromise at all. We're talking about the existence of God, that he is transcendent beyond the scope of creation, that he's personal working within creation, that he's eternal. Uh, we also look at the, the, the fundamental value that Jesus is 100% God, 100% man. The incarnation was absolutely essential. We see the fact that um, um, that he died across a 
upon a cross for our sins, uh, the atonement, absolutely fundamental. The literal bodily resurrection of Jesus, absolutely fundamental. The triune nature of God, absolutely fundamental. The authority of Scripture, absolutely fundamental. Uh, the eternal state, the, the return of Jesus, that He is coming back, absolutely essential. The eternal states, heaven and hell, absolutely essential. The, an aspect of human nature, an aspect of the church, these are the fundamental values upon which we must stand. But there are more trivial issues that we need to avoid. We need to stand for truth when it's important, but understand we want to avoid Titus 3.9 uh, or we want to take the advice, heed the advice of Titus 3.9 where Paul writes, to avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and arguments and quarrels about the law because these are unprofitable and useless. Don't argue over unnecessary matters. And, and it's really because of the silly things that churches split. Okay, Focus on the fundamentals. Let that be the byword. And honestly, folks, a lot of these secondary, tertiary, quadrinary issues, these even opinions that we have, let the opinions be opinions and focus on the truth. Okay, that's where our the gist of our focus must be on the primary doctrines, on the things that really matter, on the core issues. Number two, let the truth offend, but not you. Don't be offensive yourself, okay? Let the truth do its job, okay? You present the truth, but don't be offensive. And I can see what they're talking about, being overly sarcastic, uh, being uh, manipulative and things of this nature. I can see that. Again, going back to 1 Peter 3.15, reading from the new CSB, uh, you know, again, Peter writes, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at all time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that's in you. But again in verse 16, Yet do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. Don't be offensive. Preach the truth. Okay? Proclaim the truth. And again, the, the third thing is proclaim truth but seek peace. Don't seek just to seek, simply get in endless arguments for the sake of argument's sake. Okay, Proclaim the truth but seek peace with those around you. And number four, win souls over arguments. Remember, uh, Ravi Zacharias, I believe, is, is accredited as saying that we need to focus on winning souls, not arguments. And uh, that's what we need to do. We're not trying to show how smart we are. We're not trying to proclaim the uh, our own ingenuity. We are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, the transforming word of Almighty God. And number five, let God do his job. Step away when it's time. Okay, in all honesty... There are times when you when you said your piece, whenever you've spoken the truth, and at that at that time you need to step away. Okay, simply put, just step away. Uh, Jesus, for instance, uh, when he uh, was speaking with the rich young ruler, he gave him uh, the rich young ruler wanted to know uh, what is necessary for eternal life. Jesus told him. He provided the answer. The rich young ruler wasn't willing. I think it's Mark who records that Jesus loved this man deeply, wanted to see him uh, come to eternal life. 
but he let the rich young man choose his own way. Um, you know, in all honesty, I, I think we must remember, let's let God do his job. And truth be told, nine times out of ten, it's probably better <laughs> to uh, avoid controversies on Facebook. I've even heard from other veteran apologists who say, who say personal one-on-one dialogue is a lot better than Facebook arguments. Anyhow, you get a whole lot farther a whole lot further with uh, those type of arg- with the one-on-one conversations than you do on um, the dialogue on, on online anyhow. So, but remember, if if you're presenting the truth and a person's not willing to hear it, step away. Okay, you've done your part. Let God do His. And so, I think a good solution is found in the words of uh, Kenny Rogers: "Know when to hold them, know when to fold them." All right. So remember. Uh, the truth shall set you free. This has been Brian Chilton. You've been listening to the Bellator Christie Podcast. God bless. We'll see you back next time. So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness To boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life Out of reading people's faces Knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of bases For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice To know when to hold up Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting at the table The Bellator Christie Podcast is a production of bellatorchristie.com and is protected under Creative Commons copyright. All rights are reserved. The views expressed by guests on the podcast are of those expressing them and may not represent those of the host Bellator Christie Ministries or its affiliates. The theme played on the podcast is the song Epic and is produced royalty-free by Bensound Studios, found at bensound.com. Visit bellatorchristie.com and subscribe by entering your email to receive all the articles and podcasts in your inbox absolutely free. This podcast can also be found on several podcatchers, including iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We thank you for joining us today. For Brian Chilton, this is Burl Childers saying God bless, and we'll see you next time as we enter into the arena of ideas.